long as you know the sun will always rise in the east and set in the west, so also you know that Sports Lounge will always hit your airways at 7 p.m. every weekday. It is on that note I bid you welcome to Futa Radio 93.1 FM. I remain your master tactician, Philip Abiolu, and I've got my informed striker, Ayomide Fashemi. You know him as AY. And together with you on the other side, we'll extray all activities that went down in the world of sports over the weekend. I'll go on a short break. Don't move a muscle. Provide the opportunity from this free kick. He can indeed. It's turned in. Taken by Fabregas and it's tempted Bravo. It's run beautifully. Romelu Lukaku. 3 0. Arsenal just keep on coming. Lacazette doing his best. Football is fun. Ba- ba- Bas- basketball is exciting. Formula One is intriguing. Raikkonen has just set a new race leader. Was Sebastian Vettel? Athletics is entertaining. Tune into Sports Lounge. You get all the fun, excitement, entertainment, and much more in one piece. Sports Lounge on Futa Radio. For all the excitement, actions, actions, actions. Thrills, jaw-breaking, and sometimes heart-rending moments in sports. Heart-rending moments in sports. Can this crop of guys you have put together, can they bring that kind of A-game? We didn't put them together. (laughs) (laughs) Why don't you tune in to Sports Lounge, Lounge, Mondays to Saturdays, 7 to 8 p.m. with the sports crew. 8 p.m. with the sports crew. Only on Footer Radio 93.1 FM. Hello, my name is Chief Mary Onyale, popularly known as African Queen of Sprints. Please stay tuned to Sports, Sports, Sports Lounge Sports on Futa Radio 93.1 FM. FM. Hello, my name is Chief Mary Onyale, popularly known as African Queen of Sprints. Please stay tuned to Sports, Sports, Sports Lounge Sports on Futa Radio 93.1 FM. 1 FM. Bye. 
Yeah, thank you for sticking around. I love the vibe on the Monday, making money making Monday like this. And we'll start off with the Nigerian football scene where Rivers United were held to a 1 1 draw by Sudanese club Al Hilal in their CAF Champions League first round leg tie at the Adokia Mesiamaka Stadium right there in Port Harcourt last night. Although the host dominated play, but they were let down by their poor maximanship in front of goal, where Yasil Mohamed gave Ali Halal the lead eight minutes before the break. Rivers United fought their way back and equalized 22 minutes from time when Mohamed Sahid put the ball into his own net. But the reverse fixture will take place next Sunday at the new Suez Stadium right there in Sudan. Watching my stories, I see you gauging my lifestyle. I see you watching my movements. This body, bad and elsewhere, Bayesa United also secured a slim one new win over Tunisian club CS Zaxfian in the first leg of their CAF Champions League uh, Confederations Cup first round tie at the Samson Siasia Stadium right there in Yenogua. The host secured this decisive goal in the 59th minute of the keenly contested encounter. The Nigerian side fought hard to add to the advantage, but were unable to breach the Tunisian defence for a second time. The visitors came close to equalising in the closing stage of the game, but Bayasa United's defence thwarted all their efforts. The return leg will take place next Sunday at the Stade Tahib Mahiri in Zvax. And to some cheerful news also, the Real Madrid Football Club of Spain and the River State Government of Nigeria have signed a cooperation ratification agreement for promotion of sports among children and youths at the Real Madrid Academy in Port Harcourt. According to a statement on Sunday signed by Kelvin Ebiri, the Special Assistant on Media to the River State Governor, the signing took place over the weekend at the auditorium of the Real Madrid Sports City in Madrid, Spain. Governor of River State, Inyesom Wiki, on behalf of the River State Government, Mr. Enrique uh, Sanchez and the Vice President of Real Madrid Foundation, Mr. Jihad Saad, and the President of Interact Sport also jointly signed the agreement. I think this is a good way to go. Uh, we know Nyesom Wiki as a sports-loving governor, and we know the strides he has, he has made right there with trying to bring Real Madrid investment to uh, Port Harcourt. For those of you listening at home who don't know, Real Madrid actually have a sports city right there in Port Harcourt where they groom players uh, just like the Pepsi Football Academy we used to have back in the days, you know, back then when it was very popular. But uh, right now it is the Real Madrid Football Club uh, Academy right there in Port Harcourt. They call it, uh, the, the I think, the football city of Real Madrid. And it's a good one where young players, the, the agreement was basically for uh, young players that can, you know, go there, also school at the same time where they train to play football. So it will not just be education or football. It will be football and education. So you don't have to pick one. You can do both at the same time. And maybe eventually they will work out an agreement to take these young children over there to go and learn the craft in Madrid. Uh, let me bring AY in on the show tonight. AY, it's good to see you. How was your weekend? Yeah, good, good. So many um, blockbuster fishes around. I mean, if you're talking about blockbuster, I think this week that we just stepped in 
is the week of blockbusters. It doesn't get any bigger than this week, but we'll keep it on the wraps. We won't let the cat out of the of the bag yet. But let's let's dive into. We have a lot of things on our plates tonight, so we will have to you know dive into it quickly. And let's start off with uh, the game between Tottenham and uh, Newcastle. Harry Kane scored his first Premier League goal of the season as Tottenham condemned Newcastle to a three-two defeat in their first game under their new ownership. And you know the atmosphere right there at the um, Newcastle Stadium was it was like a festival where the new owners went into the director's box and the fans were che- che- cheering loud. It was We could barely hear the referee's whistle yeah. and all that. And it began well on the field as Callum Chambers nodded home inside two minutes to send you know, the standing to Raptors. But however, things took uh, you know, uh, a, a sour to- to twist for Newcastle where Tottenham uh, you know, leveled very quickly from Tangay and Dembele and then Harry uh, Kane also put them ahead and Hugh Mason added you know his name on the score sheet and eventually there was an on goal from um Eric Dyer. Eric Dyer which you know eventually ended the game 3-2 yeah i think um you know newcastle new owners but same old team because um <laughs> when you look at this team i mean the richest club in the world yeah no the club with the richest owners now not the richest way. club now but the yeah. club with uh, which in term or in another way, you know, there's money on ground which translates to the richest club in the world. I mean, Newcastle um, owners or Newcastle fans will be telling um, UEFA be saying, okay, take FFP off the board. Let's see what we are made <laughs> of. But uh, I think going away from that and, and everything that's happened, I think what we saw was you know the amount of work that that needs to be done on this Newcastle squad because um, they were so easy to play against. This is a Tottenham side that, let's be honest, um, have not really started the league. I like them. They had that, you know, good start with that three consecutive one-year wins and then, you know, trouble came and in the way they lost, the lot, not long on the band, all that. And on the night, um, when, you know, with new owners and for the first time, um, the stadium was filled up with home supporters supporting the team. You know, we've seen, you know, in the past before um, the new owners came on, Newcastle supporters co- come to this um, ground and some of them are, you know, actually, you know, laying their, their I, frustration. I think, I think that was the first time they sold out the... I think uh, the um, new direct the St Jacobs, yeah, the St Jacobs and St James's Park. St James's Park. Saint Jacobs, sorry. Uh, that yeah. was the first time they sold it out in over fifteen years. Yeah, and and obviously, um, Mike Ashley has been in charge for twelve of that fifteen years, so no surprises there. But I think what we saw was that this team lacks the right personnel. I mean, with all due respect to all the players, you know, sweating every day trying to make sure they make Newcastle team what it is. The most of them, if you take away the likes of um, you know, St. Allen Maxima, Callum Wilson, and maybe Miguel Almiron and maybe one or two others, this the rest of the Newcastle squad are best, you know, for the championship. And that's the, the reality we are in. They started so well, you know, they started so positively and I I remember watching how Cal Winters caught the goal and then I was asking, why can't Newcastle repeat this trick? I mean, they did something very nice where they moved the ball around very, very well, like a team that, you know, means business. But then they failed to actually keep that up and I think what we saw was just this set of play. It seems, you know, it's similar to boxing where, um, let me just give another example where it's, you know, Newcastle played, um, Played the game like don't water or approach a boxing match. They think you no, know, we have uh, we have a very very um, good um, you know right hook or a very very strong attack in terms of you know Saint Alan Maxima and um, Callum Whitten. But then can we last the whole nineteen minutes? Yeah, the defending was shambolic on the night. Very very shambolic, which made it very very easy for sports. I mean, um, if Hurricane is getting a goal and an assist for someone who, despite the fact he has scored ten goals over and across all competitions for co- for club and country this season, that was his first Premier League goal. And I think that was his first Premier League I said. So 
in terms of defending, in terms of um, personnel, it shows that there's a whole lot of work that needs to be done at Newcastle. And it was not helped by John Joshua coming on and then getting sent off in the space of how many minutes. So, <laughs> I mean, it's typical Newcastle, like I said. So, new owners, Newcastle, like as in Newcastle. But then, um, same old team because there's a whole lot of work to be done. But then for Tottenham, surprisingly, I think they're fifth on the table. So yeah, the, the Rikri says Tottenham move into fifth place, going level on 15 points with Brighton in fourth place, while Newcastle remains second bottom with just three points this season, uh, you know, offering the new owners a stark reminder of the work that needs to be done at their new club. While, let's move on to the West Ham-Everton game. West Ham leapfrogged Everton in the Premier League as uh, Angelo Bona, our our brother, but you know from our another, brother for another man. Another, <laughs> <laughs> you gave you. So Bona's 74th minute header was enough to secure. He had fought one new victory at Goodison's Park in a game of you know low quality in the final third. Mm. Bona rose high to meet uh, Jared Bowen's set piece as the seasons. You know, uh, Everton suffered their first home defeat of the season after three consecutive victories. They were hoping they would be able to make it uh, four victories on the bounce. While, while Alex Wobi and Solomon Rondon both missed good chances either side of the half to put the host in front, but West Ham recorded successive league wins at, at Goddison Park for the first time since March 1930. And on David Moyes' return to his former club, uh, West Ham made sure that they put up a very, very great display to shut out Everton in everything they threw at them. And they were the better team for, you know, largely uh, a large part of the game. Yeah, I think they were the better team. And then it goes to show how, you know, for all of the talks of David Moyes' um, team not being tactical, still not being um, exciting going forward. Um, compared to a manager like Rafa Benitez, who many people would have thought, you know, is the, you know, most I, I, I think I think speaking of Rafa Benitez, what let them down the night had to be I would like to zero in on one person, which is Solomon Rondon. Solomon Rondon and Alex Iwobi. I mean the chance Alex will be missed. I was watching that game and you know the chance Alex will be missed. And it must be said, you know, this business see, um for Everton they've done some very, very weird and expensive business in the last four years. But this season they got um Damari Gray and Andrew Thousand for the better part of less than I think two million pounds. And they've been the sparkling light. And, you know, Damagri and the transit did their thing. But um, for someone Rondon, you know, who used to be this, um, you know, general, you can always rely on this reliable general, this reliable, you know, student or um, follower, um, follower for um, Rafa Benitez, he has not really, you know, lived up to the expectation of Everton. And la- um, on Sunday, uh, yesterday, was... Um, was the big picture basically that you know Samarondon has to step up, and I think for Alex Wobi, you know, we've always said this, you know, he has. You know, when you watch Alex Wobi, he does a few things right, but so many things wrong, and that was the case again yesterday. You know, it was not, it was not for a lack of trying. He was always running, demanding for the ball, trying to you know cover every blade of grass. But then that quality in the final thought that you'd expect. You know, from someone as you know who used to be very, very highly player. rated. Yeah, yeah, who used to be very, very highly rated at Arsenal. So you know, it's like okay, you were very highly rated at Arsenal for some reason. Maybe it didn't work out. You're coming to Everton. At least show this quality. And he had that great um, um, chance. He missed it. And I think for West Ham, David Moyes just keeps showing that yeah, we can play. You know, anyhow you want. Yeah, counter attacking side. We're a ball playing side. We're a boogie team. We are just going to make life difficult for you. And I think, but, but do you think West Ham will run out of steam eventually, or and, and, and I, is this I'm, I'm their, are they on cruising altitude now? They are on cruising altitude, but then I'm scared for them, given the fact that um, you look at what's happening. 
Now, Mikel Antonio got kicked in the game, and there were there were, were fears amongst you know both. I mean, from the fans, anybody who watched the game, from the fans, from the manager, even from the players on the pitch, they knew this was a problem. But I think for Everton, it wasn't helped by the fact they lost. You know, Dominic Havertz, Lewin, and Richardson, two of their biggest goal threats. So I think um, it shows that yes, Rafa Benitez has started quite well at Everton. There's still job to be done. He needs to make sure they play. Um, more football because I think there's quality in that side. Um, the struggle to put passes together, um, the struggle to actually play um, like you'd expect them to play against West Ham, where it was like you know the result is there for the taking. Anybody who's able to play ball will win them that day. But um, for some reason, West Ham just showed their quality. You know, it shows this. This is this was a potential banana skin for West Ham. This let's not forget this is an Everton team that you know brought Man United um, back down to earth. I think in the last Premier League fixture where they drew one one. So. It looked like if Everton had won the game, and Everton got beat by um, Bradford too. Yeah, yeah, they got. But then it, it felt like you know uh, West Ham, West Ham, rather. It felt like if Everton had won the game, um, Moyes doesn't necessarily need to be worried. But then he won the game, and his team was a better side for the most, um, uh, for the better part of that game. So I think it's good for them. It's back down to earth for them, and you know, Angelo Obona, our brother, getting the goal. Our brother from another mother anyway. And if Alex will be our brother from our own mother now. I've always said this, I want our players to play in the highest, you know, in the toughest league to show their quality. But then when they're struggling to show that quality, it sends alarming bells. We talk, we're talking about, sorry, just to actually quickly round this up. We're talking about um, the um, the Super Eagles lacking the a creative midfielder and attacking midfielder. And we're talking about Alex will be as arguably our best that we have right now, air quotes. And then if he's playing against West Ham, and he's getting chances, and then he's not showing his quality. That's really, really worrisome. But then I think um, on the night, West Ham were the better team, and they deserve to win. Speaking of a better team and team that deserve to win, I have Maureen joining me in the studio. Maureen, hi, how are you? I'm, I'm good. I'm- Glad to be here. Yeah, looking delightful. Money, money on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually glowing. I'm seeing money on the ground, man. There's, there's no money anywhere. And you know why I brought Moreno in is because the next game we are we are you know uh, reviewing is the Chelsea game where the Chelsea manager Thomas Tuchel said uh, they were you know the fortunate side to to actually see out the final stages of that win at Brentford without conceding due to or thanks to uh, Edward Mendy's heroics. Uh, it's been a while since I saw a goalkeeper grab a game like that by the neck. Mm. It was almost as if he said, you shall not pass tonight. Thou shall. Yeah. Charlie is in our Gandalf. Exactly. to Brentford were trailing in the first half to a goal by Ben Chilwell. Lovely taking goal if you if you care to know. And while they, they threw everything they had at Chelsea, the European champions, but as I said earlier, Edward Mendy just stood in between Brentford and whatever they, they hoped to find. And, uh, you know, Brentford throwing in players forward and uh, they filled up Chelsea's box, a team with so many players at the same time, you know, making life uncomfortable for Chelsea, particularly in the closing period. But Chelsea stood firm like, they've always, like we've always known Chelsea to do. You know, that's one team that you can rely on to say they would defend one goal and yeah. they would go away with it. That is Chelsea FC for you. Yeah, and Chelsea have now collected 19 points from their first eight games, retaining mm-hmm. their position at the top of the table. Mm-hmm. Maureen, yeah. were you impressed or not? Yeah, definitely I was. But then again, uh, all is not a rosy for Chelsea. Yeah, they 
started. I won't say they started well, they but Brentford. Well no, Brentford actually started well in the night. What was well, the missing link for Chelsea in the game? I, Why I, do you I think really, Chelsea struggled? I really don't know because when you look at the lineup, yes, he used, uh, let's say, an experienced um, defense, but they actually lived up to the night. There was no um, t- um, Rudiger. There was no Thiago Silva. So uh, hence the pressure on uh, Chaloba and, Sa- and, Sa- yeah. and, uh, and they Christensen. did quite well. Yeah, they did quite well. But, you know, yeah, I said it in the studio while we're previewing on, on Friday. Chelsea has this mentality that no matter how they feel, mm-hmm. they would always... Especially exactly. if they choke the midfield and that was what they actually did. But when you look at the midfield, I think when Messi Mount doesn't play, I understand that um, Thomas Tuchel is trying to rotate the squad. But then uh, we saw um, Loftus cheek. We saw... He was um, good. Loftus cheek was very good. Well, at a point, was, I, I think, think it was when they brought him into that game, I felt I kind of see that... Uh, that, that um, how would I put it? That missing No, that confidence in that midfield. Because I, at, at when first, they brought, when they brought, brought in a Messi Mount in that game, because okay. at first it was more like Benford with the ball, Chelsea just trying to defend or yeah, hold yeah, on yeah. to that one goal. Yeah. And then when Mason Mount came, I think it was a bit better. But then the late last 20 minutes, they were all defending. Just like to what Thomas Tuchel said, he said it was more like Benford were playing with more players and Chelsea were playing with like lesser players <laughs> yeah, in the night. So, because uh, yeah. aside Edward Mendy, probably yes, the defender day, but it was more like they were tired. We just knew that we had to just hold on to this win because we didn't want or they didn't want Benford to actually get win. But on the night, to me, I feel I felt uh, Brentford was uh, the better team on the night because they did well. They were just so, so unfortunate that they were unable to actually Gwen get were hitting the bar twice. And, and uh, three times. They hit the bar three times in that uh, game. Yeah, yeah. So and the one, one was fought by Mendy. So, mm-hmm. um, so it was, was a great game, I would say, for Brentford and for Thomas Tuchel. All is not a rosy. He still has a whole lot to do or the players still have a whole lot I to do. I think he's the players though. Uh, okay, yeah, uh, the players. Because, because the formation has always yeah, worked. It's obvious that so some think, players are not playing at. Uh, yeah, at, are not at, playing at, at, at the level. Of the power. Uh, speaking of players, Romelu Lukaku six games with no goals. Yeah, yeah that, Loki on the, the on, under the radar and and, <laughs> <laughs> and, and I why are you sounding like Lalu now? <laughs> no, 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 no. Under the radar, but then I think Antonio Conte came out to say something. It's a six game clean sheet. Yeah, I mean, and then you know Antonio Conte came out to say you know I think it was before this game mm-hmm. he was saying. Chelsea have not found a way, way to use him. To, to use him, man. Why is Conte constantly making comments about Chelsea? But, but, but then again, La, yeah, no, no, looking, no, at, looking at that formation <laughs> between Timo Werner and and Lukaku, I re- to me, I really don't understand. Uh, sometimes, like in that game on on Friday, on Saturday rather, the fact that for Lukaku. All the teams already know that okay, try to shield Lukaku away from uh, the ball or get too much of the ball so that he doesn't actually um, shoot and probably get to a goal. But I feel it's not working. Probably start with one person because yeah, he's playing two of them. But up front. Mine, mine, he, has, he has started one person and then he's played with two playmakers. And I think the times Lukaku scored, he was the only player. Yeah, but then when the goals dried up, also he was the only player. And I think what no, 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 it was no. him, him and uh, Timo Werner were playing the up front. No, no, not I in think, the last two teams now. You know, uh, Philip called it, and I remember. I know, no, we, no I remember, we wanted, we want to see the formation. We want to see Timo yeah, Werner no, and I'm, Lukaku partner. Exactly, and, and I remember working. I remember Philip calling it, and I remember saying I was not sure if he was going to start because I expected you know, Lukaku to start. You know, as a lone striker, but mm-hmm. then Tuchel are saying that something has to change. As the manager that wants to change one thing or the other, but I think what's happening here is, um, you know, for Romelu Lukaku, he didn't come very early in the preseason. He has had it's not ish- about the preseason. No, 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 he, no, he has to he go- jailed. No, 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 no. Ma- ma- Maureen, Maureen, Lukaku, so has shown, no, Lukaku has shown something wherever he has been, regardless of I mean, from West Brom to Everton to Belgium to mm-hmm. Man United. Even yeah. even though Man United fans might not remember him fondly, him but I think one thing has always been there. 
if you create the chances, he's going to score. But for Romelu Lukaku, and then for okay, this no, Chelsea no, team, talk, talk, talking about the creating chances now, Chelsea I think don't they create don't, a lot yeah, of chances. They don't. They don't. And I, I, think was, I was disappointed. I was disappointed about them not creating the chances because I, that's why I said we missed Mason Mount in that but first Mount half. Came, Moin, but Moin, Mason Mount came At that on. point, Benford were on that high that they want to get the goal. So there was no time doing the tiki-taka or trying to play Good. the ball to now, actually want to get the if goal. If Mason Mount was goal. on that field, yeah, the problem was Brentford knew what they wanted to do. I think what they did very well was I think uh, Thomas Frank, who I actually you know respect, you know, respect and uh, have so much um love for, did his homework against Liverpool. We saw that the Liverpool game was too open. They could have they, they drew that game three three and everybody was shouting Brentford. But then he came after the game and said they could have lost six three. And then you know he, what he did was make sure he you know he strangled Chelsea. He made sure he made life difficult but, for but them. But one one point of you know this Chelsea formation nobody is paying attention to is the deployment of Ngolo Conte. He's still not in the base of the midfield. Conte oh, was Ngolo, playing. Conte, Conte was the, is DMF now. Oh, yes, Ngolo Conte. But he played closer to the right wing yesterday. Yeah, and this is the truth. Yeah, sorry to say this, and I still maintain it. Many of you might not agree with me now, but Conte even while at Leicester. Was not good at holding. He's good when you allow him to run. There's the reason they say seventy percent of the world is covered by water. Conte covers the rest. It's not rock like yes, it's banned, but then it's true. Mm-hmm. Conte is better. He's more comfortable when. But he can Conte run. is a ball winner. He's, he is. He's, he's someone like Clarence Sidoff. Yeah, but then he's not necessarily. Sidoff might be a better, you know, a better version of Conte. Yeah. But what Sidoff would do or what Conte would do is, mm. when the attack is coming, mm-hmm. when Chelsea maybe go forward and lose the ball mm-hmm. and break and, against, against and the opposition ball is countering. Philip, Philip, yeah, I agree. With Conte you. is that player that will close you down yeah. and probably win the ball without committing a foul. Yes. I agree with you. That was missing from Chelsea yesterday. No, I agree with you. Every Philip, time Brentford Philip, got I, the ball, yeah. hold on. Every time Brentford got the ball, mm-hmm. it almost found its way into Chelsea's box. It's indirect. Mm-hmm. Every time. Yes. Conte there was nobody winning the ball. Yeah, exactly. Right, that's, that's, what I, that's why I said... Nobody cleaning what, up the mess. That's nobody. What, that's what they lacked in the first half. Or well, even in the second half. You got to a point that... Chelsea had more Tukem bodies knew, in the midfield. Yeah, but Tukem, still... Tukem knew that when you bypass he couldn't the match... He couldn't match this Brentford side. Yeah. The only thing he was trying to just defend... Let's just, just defend that, yeah. one, that one. Brentford goal. at... You know, the Brentford Community Stadium at the new um, Burnley. But then Burnley Pro Max in the sense that... Now, they bypass your midfield long ball. But then with, you know... Um, they play long balls in the very... That is the tactics. They play long balls to so the now, end of the post. If you're, if you're calling someone like Conte, who's barely... But those long, balls, those long balls are because you went to counter... You went to attack them. Mm-hmm. So now they are laying at the back. Yeah. They are countering with long no. balls. So what was, Conte, what was Conte going to do? Even if Conte was playing at the base of midfield... Conte is, perhaps, Conte is perhaps the best counter-attack stopper. Yes, that's when you want to put the ball on the ground. But then, even when you want Brentford, to put it on the see, ground. Now, most of Brentford's chances for all they did in the game, uh, we are wasting time on it, but then very quickly, um, what they did in the game was from long throws, you know, angled at, you know, thrown at very, very, you know, um, because they knew they didn't height. have the pace of no, the likes of um, exactly Quetta exactly. and who was playing. They don't, they don't have the, the pace, but what they pace. did was they knew they were taller, they were bigger than Chelsea. Let's be honest, Chelsea's backline of Chaloba, Christensen, and Malangsa. We have, we're quite short. Christensen is tall. Yeah, mm-hmm. only Christensen Chaloba is, is tall. Mm-hmm. Chaloba is Size, tall. Size, perhaps yeah. the shorter person. Yeah, Chaloba is tall, but then, does he have the physical presence? Same time you said, asked about Christensen. No, he tried though. He, he marked, no, I'm, he, I'm, he marked, I'm, I'm, he marked no. this your favorite guy. No, I'm not saying, I'm not saying he didn't try. What, what, what I'm saying is, I'm saying why they bypass the midfield was, they knew, you know, we can't buy, you know, if we try to play, can't play, is yeah, there. Play the ball now, you're talking about Clarence Sidov, and I just want to remind everybody I was listening that, Back in the day, Clarence Sidov didn't play as a defensive midfielder. He played higher up the pitch. As a 10. As a 10, because he can win the ball and then he can also play the ball. That's why he said he's a better version of Kante. So, I think what we've seen with Kante over the years, I think the only time people have called for Kante to use to be used as a defensive midfielder was under, I think, maybe um, Antonio Conte, where he used Matic and Conte at some point. But 
to me, I think Kante is not a defensive midfielder. I think he's better as a box-to-box or a ball-winning midfielder playing higher up the pitch. But beyond that, I think what Brentford did was they knew they can't play through Chelsea because Chelsea have you know the tactical discipline to cut out their passing lanes. Mm. What they did was go longer, go higher, go very direct. I mean, this is typical English football with your big strikers. I mean, there was a time, at one point in time, they had Mbuemo, um, I think, of um, Force and um, Ivan Tony, three big strikers, three physical strikers in the box of Chelsea, trying to dominate, you know, this inexperienced Chelsea line. Permit, to use, permit me to use that because, you know, Saar, Christensen and Chaloba have not really played for a very long, you know, they've not played together for a long time. So it was a testing time. But Chelsea came to, like you said, they have this ability to, you know, weather the pressure and want you always associate with Chelsea's defensive stability and I think it's good for them but then for Brentford they've shown anybody coming to the Brentford Community Stadium has to be up for mm-hmm. it because they're going to be direct the, um, the fans are going to be very very lousy and then Thomas Frank is going to be very very animated in third line and these Brentford players are going to try to cover every blade of grass Thomas Tuchel gave a very very good um, analysis of the game for the first 70 minutes Chelsea were probably a better side for the last 20 minutes Chelsea were lucky that's what I've considered a goal. Yeah, speaking of lousy fans, the, the fans at the Leicester City King Power Stadium were very lousy on the night where Ole Gunnar Solskjaer said he made some couple of bad couple, just a few, you know, bad decisions. You know, where United travelled to the King Power Stadium hoping to, <laughs> hoping to atone for drop points against Aston Villa and Everton before the October international break. But United found themselves on the wrong side of a six-goal trailer as late goals from Jamie Vardy and Pat Sindaka sealed a memorable triumph for Leicester City. It was Leicester's first home win against United since 2014 and their third consecutive win against United in the last two seasons. Hmm. The game finished 4-2 in favour of Leicester City. I think the score flattered United, to be honest. And this so it should is, have been more than 4-2? I think it should have been because... Uh-huh. No, given, given, no, given the way the game... Maureen, do you agree with that though? You think United were lucky on the night? Lucky I mean, two, two of their considered no, just four. Uh, two of I think the go- game was the game was open initially. When the game started, it was open, and the fact that uh, my United will always be my United, failing to actually utilize their chance and likes, and I feel it was a slap on the face on the players on the field that they have to introduce Rashford to actually get that second goal before they actually <laughs> lose. Yeah, because looking at the, the the quality of players on display that night, there was Bruno, there was Pogba, there was Cristiano on Ronaldo pa- on paper. The, on, but on, on paper, pa- it on paper or even it statistics coming, no, on paper and even statistics coming into that game, we've seen Leicester City. Wait, guys, let me ask you. How? Let me let me let me let me separate this thing now. On paper, who has the better players? Man United. Man United now. Okay, on paper, you believe Man United have? Not yes. I believe I. No, okay. on, 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 no, you know, no, no, no. On paper, you agree United have I, a better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, Maureen, on the field of play. Who should normally have the better players, United or Leicester? On the field of play, yes. on, on that night. We've talked about paper. No, not on that mm-hmm. night. On anywhere, on any night. Why, why I would say Leicester? It's because, it's because of the managers that this both sides are possessed. Okay, so if before this game, if mm-hmm. they asked you which squad had the better players, you still pick Leicester? No, no, you, you asked you who had the my, better you, team No, you paper. still pick my United. Well, no, that is, that even is on, on paper. paper even on paper and on field, my United have exactly. a better team. Exactly, so... Now it is not just on paper. United actually possess a you know more clinical, a more terrifying arsenal of players yes, than, than Leicester, Leicester City. City. So yeah. what happened on the night? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The difference is the manager. Just the manager. To me, the difference is the manager. Was it the manager that considered four goals? No, nah, but, 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 the, the thing is, at a point in that game. At first, I really didn't know. I didn't have a. I didn't have a clear picture of what my United wanted to play on the night. But that's what they've been doing for the last three seasons. Now vibes will always run out. <laughs> <laughs> vibes will always run out. Now you could be vibes and 
you know, vibes yeah. and vibes, and then you know, I'm feeling vibes on vibes. We're <laughs> That's playing. the song we're yeah, playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're playing that, uh, and then so you could be vibes on vibes for a while, but then vibes will always run out because <laughs> because the truth is this. Now we looked at Leicester. We, we were talking about how they started the season poorly. And I, I think I remember saying... Before that game, Leicester were placed where? 13th on the log. And then I remember saying, um, Bernarias might need to go back. So that's from like, you know, stumbled on when he had that injury where he, when he played 3-5-2 mm-hmm, with Kelechi mm-hmm. and Vardy. Yeah. Guess what? Kelechi what? had a very, very, very good night. As he has always done... I think... Harry Maguire has to give Kelechi slippers at this point. Yeah. At this point, anybody no. who has seen the clip, he needs to. Uh, like, no, Maguire, because Maguire, now you carry my slippers. Because every time Kelechi plays against Harry Maguire, he's like, yeah. Maguire, you still never give me my slippers. But just but, you know, let's let's talk about the bad decisions. Was Harry Maguire a bad decision yes. on the night? Yes, he was. He was obviously not fit. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you could you could. I mean, Maguire is obviously very slow. Now he's not the, you know um, the most fluid of player in terms of you know um, turning and low center of gravity and turning in an yeah. instant. But then... It was even slower on the night. Now, when you have a fit Maguire who you are still asking of, you know, his fluidity as a football player, I mean, he's quite rigid. Now, an unfit Maguire, if a fit Maguire is still it rigid... Been better, sorry to cut you yeah. away. It would have been better if he had brought on Maguire maybe like second half. There was no need to... So, why why but was... or why He is, should have first tried the players he had first. Exactly. Is this a case of... Uh, you know, United fans will soon open the phone lines. I, I really want you to call in and share us or share your thoughts on this. Is it a case that Ole doesn't trust his players or he, he feels those players will let him down? Because look at Thomas Tuchel at Chelsea. Mm. Rudy Guy is out. Mm. Thiago Silva is out. Mm. I don't see Chelsea panicking. Mm. I don't see Thomas Tuchel panicking. calling 911 mm. that his 2, 5 and 6 mm. are out. Oh, Guess what? what? I, you know, I called it that he will start a 3-5-2 yeah, because yeah. that is what you do when you are laying at the back. back yeah. And then he started Sa, a relatively well, untested Premier League, game. Premier yeah, League defender. Yeah. He started Christensen and right then, in the heart and then, and then Chaloba, Chaloba a young just, you know, 19 year old. Exactly. Player. So you could see that on that back line there was inexperience in abundance. There was youthfulness in ab- abundance. And guess what? Thomas Tuchel was going away. He didn't care. He didn't, you know, he was panic. Going to Brentford, he was going to Brentford, who are taking three points sure off Arsenal. Would have told one him. point of Liverpool. Sure, I'm sure his scouts would have told him this is a very, very difficult game. That just took three points off West Ham too. Yes. And he still started an inexperienced backline. That is trust. Now, what is happening with Ole? Ole would, Ole in, in, in the last fixture, played a, an unfit look show over a fit tellers that got a goal yeah, in the so, Champions League yeah, when just he, in when the previous game. In, when Philip, in. Philip, so what the, is it we are seeing here? The difference is now, I've, no, this seems like a cliche by this point. Because the reoccurrence. Ole is tactically inept. He has been learning on the job for a while. Well, we can stay here no, and call no, out Ole. No, no, but but more, more United board feel they're confident yeah, no, no, with that, Ole. No, 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 that's, that's a different discussion. But the truth is, Philip was asking why is Thomas Tuchel trusting players who have not necessarily played because Thomas Tuchel I mean, look at Ruben Loftus-Cheek. Yeah, no. I wouldn't start Ruben Loftus-Cheek at the base of my midfield exactly, with an inexperienced yeah, backline. Yeah, exactly. yeah, no, that, that's what I'm saying now. But Thomas Tuchel did now, it and he got is, away with is, it. This is because Thomas Tuchel has a system. I always know, we've come here and we've said, you know, some managers have just plan A and no plan Sometimes B. Sometimes I wonder what the one more United do in the training. Hey, no, no. This, 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 no, no, no. Sorry to call yeah. you AY because prior to this, like in two weeks or I think a week ago, we knew that this he, they didn't have a five and six. We all knew, and he he, he knew. Mary, but they I could felt have had, they could have had no, Maguire not a Leicester who was struggling. No, not, no. A, not no. For my no. United in that game, mm. should have gone in the bed with a better. Should the, have been confidence going into that game. Mary, going into that but game. From the confidence, start, confidence. I called the United winning that game. Yeah, and I'm no. th- and I, and I remember when, when I, I saw I, the lineup. I knew Leicester was going to take it. One thing I know for Brendan Rodgers, he may lose to Burnley or even Newcastle who have not even had a point or Norwich. 
But when it comes to big teams, he brings out his A game. And uh, he knows yeah. for my United. So far, so good this season. He, he has won- not done that. No, so far, no. For when it comes to mine, I I really don't know about any other. That clubs. was my United, Liverpool. Those two clubs, he will always want that to bring his third consecutive win against that, United. He always bring and his now, A game. And, and Ole should have known this why? because he has been in the Premier League for like Ole two but, seasons. But, but look at, wait, hold on, guys. Yeah. We are paying you know a lot of attention to the defense, the back line. Exactly. Who, who, was, who was majorly culpable for the first goal? Philip, I'm, Harry Maguire. I'm, Philip, I'm getting to this. But going forward, I always say, yes, United might be lean at the back. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But look at the strength in attack of Philip, United. Philip, Philip. And so I, you I, telling I, me they don't have the attack? No, no, they no. They do. No, they, so why was the attack Philip, blunt this, yesterday? Philip, this is what I'm saying now. We're, now, you just drop parallels. You have a goal machine, Cristiano Ronaldo, up front. If you're not feeding him, you have not. No, no. And 84 million Jordan Sancho on his left. That's the question. I, One, I the wonder name? boy, the golden boy. Golden boy, Mason Greenwood on the right. You know, star boy. Star boy, Bruno Fernandes at the base of, or at the tip of the, the attacking midfield. World Cup winner. World Cup winning Paul Pogba also in that midfield. Highly professional. Nemanja Matic also. <laughs> in that but, 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 but away from the joke, the truth is this. What's happening? See, on paper, like you guys have said, you, we just talked about these players. Now, most managers will be licking their lips with these players. The truth has always been, and will still remain, only 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 has been tactically inept for a while. He was learning on the job, and then, you know, he got a few wins due to individual players and everything. Somehow, yeah. sorry, uh, sorry yeah. I'll, I'll call to EY. Looking at that game here, yeah. He did on paper. He brought out these players. He, but then he only do his best. No, what, what Maureen, should he have Maureen, done? This Maureen, players, Maureen, Maureen, to Maureen. me, I expected more from those Maureen, players. Maureen, Maureen, Maureen. Only has his faults. Chance, okay. chance, only has chance. his faults. Mm. Yes, mm. but then again, these players on that day Maureen, were poor. Maureen, I agree with I mean, you. I don't know whether it's James Mar- due to see, international Philip, break. Philip, Philip, you were talking about James Madison and how Arsenal almost got scammed for 80 million. Mm-hmm. But now, James Madison didn't have, you know, the best of That's games. That's the thing. No, no, but then, but you. But no, they just Philip, need that one opportunity. But then he carried out his job in the system. His system, in, now, this is, where I'm, this is where I'm going with this now. We were saying, uh, I was trying to make a point before, you know, the point I have been trying to make for the past five minutes is, for Chelsea, they could play Malangsa, me, you, Maureen, <laughs> at the back five. <laughs> eh? But then, if they let us know our, our jobs, and if we are capable of carrying out the job, those are two different things. So, no, it could be three of us here in the studio, and that in, as part of that Chelsea back five, and then they tell us, this is the job we need all of you to do. Um, Philip, do this. AY, do this. Maureen, do this. If we can do that to the best of our, our ability, you know, even more than that, if we, are on our, if we are on form on that night, if we carry out the in- coach's instruction, most likely will win because the coaching instruction, you know, most likely, you know, supersedes everything. And then sometimes when the coaching instruction fails, individual quality comes in, mm-hmm. you know, like we've seen some of the wonder goals. Basically, Mason Greenwood's goal was not from, you know, the training ground. It was basically Mason Greenwood co- coming into his, you know, um, on uh, um, his non-existent weaker foot because he's two-footed and then shooting. So that's the way they scored. And then the second goal was basically then a lot of spotting um, Rashford's run. But then you could see Leicester's goal. Immediately. You, no, you could see the way Kelechi and Acho pressed. I've never seen someone equalize from a, 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 a there restart. Was, there restart. was one minute. I mean, now, going back to the coach's whole this now, when you know James Madison had yeah, quite a good first half, the coach saw that, okay, we needed more legs. Who did, I was thinking, when I saw him tell Ayuzopere to warm up, I was thinking, you know, um, Kelechi and Acho is going to go because Ayuzopere is basically the strike partner to um, Jamie Vardy. But what did he do? He said, no, Kelechi, you stay on. And he brought on um, Ayose Perez for James Madison because he saw something. He needed more legs in pressing United. He needed more legs, you know, in running at United. Guess what? When United got the goal, 
immediately after who is assisting it with okay. direct running and like creativity. the same goal um, Chelsea considered against Juventus so, so, I think, I, so I think basically what's happening here is now we could blame the players but then what we are seeing with this Man United squad is like you said you have arguably not arguably the best to me the best finisher this game has ever seen in Cristiano Ronaldo if you can find a way now this is where I think Ole is still tactical the same in. thing Cristiano Ronaldo is lacking right there Man United is what Lukaku is also lacking no no but then this is, this is an insult that, too. Mario, no, Mario, no, can I say something very quickly it's an insult it's an insult to Ronaldo that we are mentioning Lukaku in the same no, sentence in terms of finishing role, Ronaldo they both play the same role now good I agree and they are both lacking sources no no but, but then but then, but then no, no, but with Chelsea it's not about yes they are lacking you know um, with Lukaku you agree with what I'm saying no I agree with you but then I will also disagree with you on one slight bit with Chelsea yes Lukaku is lacking maybe service in the final third but then there's a system Five two. You could see the way Benchi was playing. Anybody who sees um Caesar's calculator or resume play at right to him, you know what to expect. If it's Jogi or Kante, if it's Jogi or Kobe, you know what to expect from Chelsea. But, but with my United mentioning wait, mentioning Chelsea, just I would like to chip this in. You might not agree, the listeners I told might not yeah. agree, but I don't think it is service that Lukaku lacks. It is that people have quickly figured out Him. his method. True. He no, 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 no. It's a bit of everything. So it's not really service. No, no, but because no, but, but, a lot of balls were put in, in were put in into the Brentford box. But then Brentford, no, if you know, but they shielded Lukaku from you know. That's yeah. because, no, that's because you know that's because Brentford are quite comfortable with dealing with area balls. balls. But then the main main point I've been trying to make is only yes, this is the truth. You look at that Man United squad. Maureen said something when she was in. She said she didn't know what they wanted to do. And that's the thing. In terms of... The with, players too probably with, don't know what to with do. With the ball and without the ball, we don't know what to expect from Man United. Unless maybe Bruno, he's spinning across or he's shooting from, you know, or Ronaldo is lifting at superhuman height or, you know, Greenwood is shooting on his supposed weaker side. So individual brilliance has been saving them all the way. Ex- no, that's that I said, vibes. I mean, and vibes maybe, on... Vi- and maybe there's no pressure on these players. Like, there's no... Like competition Chelsea, for their yeah, competition. Maybe some players have overstayed their yeah, welcome. Exactly. Because sure, I can't be... David I can't Gere, be an owner. Pompuga. I can't be an owner. No, no, no. Let's not call David De Gea. David De Gea no, has been fantastic forget, this season. Forget David Luke Shaw has, you know, Luke Shaw has Alexander, um, you know, Alex Telles, you know, on his back, and then but the manager won't use Telles. Exactly. And, and now, but then even if Telles is playing, this is, you know, in, let's be honest. Now, for so long, me, most United fans blame most of them um, shortcomings on Fred, the poor Fred. Now, Fred was not playing yesterday. They've been and saying, the so it, it's what I'm saying. There is no system for United. You don't see, you know, we're talking about, we've talked about, you know, in, I, I mean, with Klopp. You, in his first um, four or five games, you could see Genge Press was how they want to play. With Pep, okay, they want to try and dominate possession. There's no plan B, but you know what? With United, there's no plan A. Okay. Now, we are, we've come here, we said uh, coaches without plan B are, you know, always um, liable to actually get in. Well, there's a certain manager that doesn't have a plan A. Yeah, so, what's happening? And then you look at United, I mean, with Ronaldo, I mean, look at Portugal play with, uh, with Ronaldo. This is the same Ronaldo that will not press. That's why I didn't want to bring up the issue of pressing. Portugal plays with Ronaldo, but for some reason, Ronaldo plays and then they score. That's because, um, you know, there's a plan. They have the players who could, you know, talk, you know um, complement Ronaldo's um, prowess and weaknesses. So I think for Oli, tactically, he's inept. He's been learning on the job, but then he has been given, you know, a squad that you'd expect them. I mean, before they would say, okay, they're a young squad, they're growing, they don't have players. But this is the sign, Champions League Varane. One of the most exciting youngsters in the world, arguably the best footballer in the history. We'll of the still game. talk about the exciting youngster in the world in Jin Sancho and Bundesliga as a whole. But before mm-hmm. we go into that, let me open the phone lines. You can call in and share your thoughts on you know the, uh, the myriads of topics we've discussed tonight, ranging from Chelsea's game to Liverpool's game to Man U's game. 
and you know uh tell us what you think particularly i want to hear from my fans tonight particularly you can call in on 0-0-6-4-5-2-3-3-4-4 and 0816-408-4381 i'll take that slower again 0806-452-3344-0816-408-4381 we have our first caller let's see who is on the line Hello, good evening. Hello, good evening. Good evening. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Uh, this is Comrade Anthony calling from Mark. All right, Comrade, your contribution. Uh, I want to put out on Chelsea. Are you... Just because we were very lucky. Thanks to Mendy. And don't forget, they also have a penalty that the, 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 the referee overlooked. Just because you mean Chelsea? Has, no, the uh, bad friend fought. Yeah, they had a penalty that the referee overlooked. They understand? Just because that same referee had an issue with Chelsea, uh, with, uh, with that same Chelsea, uh, play, some of the Chelsea players, in one of their games like that. So they still have a penalty that was supposed to have been given to them. And it was due to thanks to, 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 to uh, what they call it, uh, thanks to Mendy. And still, the game still remained in one zero game. If not, what we are saying, I would not have been in. That was very, very poor on, on, the, on that very day. Okay. When they back on. I'm coming to the match United. You see, sometimes this player too has to be gained. The other is 37. By next year now, by January next year now, in two months I will be 38. So all those loads you are putting on to him and this, it's not called. What he does need is you cannot compare him the way he was when he was 18 years, 18 years So those players too have to take, you understand, dreams. It is not only only use, uh, there was Luz Vanguard, there was Murillo. I don't forget the same Luke Shaw that we are clapping out. One of the reasons that Murillo left was the same because of this Luke Shaw because Murillo was sending Luke Shaw, but the plus he said he must use Luke Shaw. Okay. So, even any player you bring to the match tonight, we still have, if the player are not producing the best, they are not bringing out the best out of them, the coach will still have the issues. So, to me, the player too should still have some of the dreams. Uh, thank you very much. All right, thank you very much for your contribution. And somehow, somehow, I, I, I kind of agree with him a little, just a little. I think some players have actually overstayed their welcome right there at United because... Hold on, hold on. Hello, good evening. Hello, good evening. Your contribution very quickly. Vincent Sommer. Okay. I'm a Chelsea fan. Oh, Chelsea. But I believe Ole cannot give what he loves. I can compare Ole with the mature. When the mature won Champions League with Chelsea, everybody thought that he was good. We never knew that it was the brilliance of the player. So, Ole is too small to manage Mayu. Mayu, the earlier they realized it and get a better coach, the better for them. Because Ole may end up in leaving the team so disjointed so that True. To do up that thing will be the same case with Asna. Okay. The earlier he goes, the better for United. And they should be aware that Newcastle is ready to catch up with the top four. In that case, we may end up seeing when you're among the top five and no longer top four. Thank you. Okay. Thank you very much for your contribution. The phone lines are still zero eight zero six four five two three three four four and zero eight one six four zero eight four three eight one. Hello, good evening. Hello, good evening. Good evening, where are you calling from? Alright, your contribution very quickly. Alright, go. Cool. The problem is what? 
So you mean you mean United players don't have respect and fear for their coach? At all. They don't have it for Okay, okay. And when I was on the pitch, and he was, he was so relaxed, you see. Okay, thank you very much for calling. Phone line 0064523344 and 0816408481. Maureen, they said United fans don't hold on. Hello, good evening. Hello, good evening. Your name and your contribution. This is Chino, the calling from Akure. All right. I am a Barcelona fan. We won yesterday. You people are not talking about my young my 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 <laughs> nah, so don't worry, just stay, stay, stay with us. We'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. But you know, the, the most talked about, the most watched, the most publicized league in the world is still the EPL. So that's why we are still on the EPL. Hello, good evening. Hello, good evening. Good evening. Your name and your contribution quickly. All right. Okay. Um, actually, I want to speak in concerning the Manchester United match. Okay. Um, I'm talking about karma, but inside I'm really angry. Like, um, um, it is, it is kissing, like it is annoying. Now, when is it you're talking about it and saying the players have the part to play to? If I ask any Nigerian that the education sector is not working well, please begin to tell me the government, please get the government, tell me the guy, is the president. For every single malfunction in any area, Person leaving that place is to be gained. Is it Maguire that put himself on the field? Nope. If you are not confident, if you are not convinced with a player, why not let him go? If he's not giving you what he wants, why not let him go? My players cost money. They can't just let them go. Okay, take for example, Toba is not standing in injury and he's not giving his best, whether we like it or not. True, 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 true. I agree with that. I agree with that. Yeah, I mean, he's not playing the way he should be playing. True. Why is the Tony on the bench? They are not losing and he's going to go. Okay, now if Toba leaves at the end of the season, he now has to revert back to Tony Van der Beek. Is that not what he's trying to tell us? Now, the second thing is this. During his post-match um, conference, there was, there was the reason why he was asked to reward against Maguire. And he was saying that the team needed a leader. That word on its own shows that only does not know what he's doing. Because I don't know what Maguire has achieved in his career or what qualities he has in his career that he has that he could lead. Even if he should play in under the Benaroja today, it can never be he can never ever be the captain. What 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 uh what's it called? What example is he showing that could make him the captain? And I think uh in his playing today, he does not trust any of his players. Day was there, uh, they, like, and the other guy gave example just now, Donnie Van der Beek. They have been there since time past. This guy does not, he, he does, doesn't have any trust in his players, and when he does have the trust in his players, that is where your problem starts from. It starts from there because obviously you won't, you won't be using them. And when you're not using them, the other ones you're using, they feel too comfortable. 
Okay. Like I said, no matter the error Maguire commits to do the last match, there is eighty-five percent chance that he will still start in the next game. In the next match. Okay. No problem. So just uh, what is it If Pogba commits, if Pogba scores an own goal today, he will tell you. You, uh, only, only I like is passes, is um, tackles. Probably have some of that in the game. They'll tell you just some few, few, few statistics to pad him up. I will tell you he's still a player, but why do you make a mistake? All right. He, he's not holding uh, on. I don't know. He's still in serious. I, I, I get you. I get you. I get you. Only out. Only out. Only out. Only out. <laughs> All right. Thank you for calling. Phone line still remains 0 and 816 Hello, good evening. Yeah, good evening. Yeah, you'll know my contribution very quickly. Yeah, yeah, this is Michael. Um, first of all, I want to say Michael, Michael. Michael. Yeah. Oh, hold on. Can you move away from where you are? It's a bit noisy. Seems you're on the road. Uh, yeah, I'm actually taking a walk. So let me just stay outside. Okay, now it's... Actually, um, now we, we, we can't take anything away from um, Ole. Because when the, when the storm you know, was there at Man United, Bangal coming, to, down, coming down to Boilo, he was there and he stayed the ship and everything was fine later. But the problem now is, first off, he's making some players more important than the others. Okay. Because if he um, if, if thinks, you know, when um, Maguire was not around, and he thought he can't play um, this guy, what is he called, uh, this, this African guy? Bailey. Um, Bailey and uh, Lindelof together. That's, that's, that's not fair enough. Because Maguire was not fit, he was just coming back from injury. So he was not a fit man. He shouldn't should have placed some players above the others. Then at the same time, he made a mistake during the transfer windows. He did not sign any defensive mistakes. He knew you fully well that in, in, in Fred, is not a complete defensive mistake. In McTominay, um, the same thing. Uh, Matic should have been a better fit, but Matic is already aging. So he should, he should, have, he should have bought a, 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 a defense right. There is a lot of interference on your line, so I'm sorry I have to let you go. Hopefully you can go to the right. answers and call right. back. The phone line is 0 and 816 Hello, good evening. Hello. Yeah, your name and your contribution quickly. Yeah, yeah, my name is Tony. All right. Let's go to your contribution. Let's just go to your contribution. They are telling me contribution now, but they allow them to be telling what they want. That is their own contribution. Let us know. Very quickly, let me just, for the sake of, uh, you know, Arsenal fans, let me just read out the lineup that has been released for Arsenal, Crystal Palace. We have Aaron Ramsdale, we have Tomiyasu, Ben White, Gabriel Carantini, Thomas Partey, Martin Odegaard, Nicolas Pepe, Emily Smith-Rowe, Bukayo Saka, and Pierre-Emerick Aboumeyang. And uh, let's move quickly to, you know, the Spanish La Liga, where Barcelona fans are, you know, itching to go. 
I'm sure it's because Barcelona won. If they didn't win, they would be on the low, low. But Starboy and Sufati, what do you think of him? Yeah, I, I think um, for Valencia, I, I, going into the game, I, I thought it was very, very tricky. But then I saw the lineup and the player, no, not the lineup, the, the um, player, the players available. There was, you know, Doriawa back, Sergio Aguero back, and um, you know, Antofati. And you know, the goal from Antofati is, you know, Messi, Messi, a I Messi mean, kind of replica. Yeah, it's, remini- it's reminiscent of you know, cutting in, you know, attending parties and quickly running. Hello, good evening. Hello, good evening. Yeah, good evening. Your contribution very quickly. Let's just rush through very quickly. We have less than 50 seconds. Yeah. Yeah. Barcelona were good on the night. Yeah, Ansu, Fa- Ansu Fati. Fantastic. Um, you know, um, Memphis, they pay good um, with, the, with the players back. Ooh. All right. And let's. I, I, we need to talk about one game. Just one game before we go. 15 seconds. Napoli, uh, Torino. Victor Osime got on the score sheet. Is this the deal for Napoli now? Is this the deal? Is, is this season the D season for Napoli? I said it a few weeks back. I said I said the league is there for the taking. And then when you have you know Victor Osimhen on form, Napoli had an opportunity to win by three 0 Insigne missed a penalty. I think uh, Mario Rui or uh, Di Lorenzo had a goal disallowed for offside. And then Victor Osimhen getting that goal. So Napoli had the real deal. They're sending a message to the whole league. Um, I think they've played eight or nine games now unbeaten. Yeah, they've won all. And then. You know, it seems like they are very, very good. I hope we have you know enough time to talk about the Serie A and then the La Liga. Okay, speaking of enough time, we're out of time. And stick with us tomorrow. We'll be extraing uh, the, the remaining games that we couldn't touch light tonight, particularly at the Serie A and also the Bundesliga and the La Liga. From me and everyone in the studio, it's peace, love, and good night. Interviews, documentaries, music, and much more. Only the best. The news on Futa Radio 93.1 FM. This is, this is, this is, this is News Recap on Futa Radio 93.1 FM. I told reporters it was a private business. News Recap. News Recap. Hello and welcome to News Recap. Fire caused by an electrical spark has raised a palm kernel factory at the industrial park in Oyerubulem Junction, Akure. One of the workers at the factory who sustained fire burns is currently receiving treatment at a private hospital. The owner of the factory, Mr. Adesunluya Adeniyi, said he lost goods worth over 10 million naira in the inferno. He explained that the fire started after the after they heard a spark from the exchange box and cons- 
and that the fire consumed everything in the business which has been on for over 10 years. The Federal High Court in Abuja has officially issued a trial notice for the October 21 prosecution of the leader of the proscribed indigenous people of Biafra, IPOP Namdikanu, and the treasonable felony charges brought against him by the federal government. The trial notice, which with the title Federal Republic of Nigeria versus Namdikanu, was served to Kanu's lawyer, Ifanye Jiofo, and lawyer representing the federal government, Shoaib Labaran. The notice signals the resumption of full-blown prosecutions for the IPOP leader. The parties are advised to bring forward all the evidence by witnesses or by documents which they desire to rely on in support of their case. In the meantime, the leader of the Islamic Movement of Nigeria, Sheikh Ibrahim Zagzaki, and his wife Zinat Ibrahim have separately sued the Department of Security, State Security and the Attorney General of the Federation over the seizure of their international passports. The Vice President's Media Forum of the Islamic Movement of Nigeria, Abdullahi Usman, made the disclosure to newsmen in Abuja. Usman revealed that the couple had approached the Federal High Court in Abuja and also urged the courts to mandate the respondents to pay the sum of 2 billion naira as general and exemplary damages for the violation of their rights in rights to freedom of movement, fair hearing and properties. And Justice Inyang Eko of the Federal High Court in Abuja has ordered the Nigerian Immigration Service to immediately release the international passport of the former governor of River State, Peter Odili. While delivering judgment, the ruling judge declared the seizure by the service as illegal, unconstitutional and an infringement of his fundamental rights. He further ordered the service to tender an apology to the former governor and restrained the NIS from harassing and intimidating him from leaving the country or moving freely within the country. Justice Equo added that the seizure of the former governor's passport was a punitive act and no citizen should be, should be treated in such manner irrespective of status. In another development, Nigerian Union of Journalists, NUJ, has urged security agencies to locate missing Vanguard reporter Todwe Salem. Reports say the 43-year-old journalist from Benue State covering the state, the House of Representatives, was last seen on Wednesday night when he left a relaxation spot in Garaki, Abuja. A statement by NUJFCT Chairman Emmanuel Ogbeche and the Secretary Ochiaka Ogu charged security agencies to take proactive measures to find the victim. The group No Alternative to Buhari and Oshimbajo 2019 have condemned the anti-grazing, anti-open grazing law which governors from the 17 southern states plan to enact. In a statement in Abuja, the national coordinator of the group, Vincent Juba, described the ban as an unfair criminality label on legitimate businesses. 
Meanwhile, candidates applying for the Nigeria Police Force Recruitment Exercise say they, ha- they are having issues and difficulties assessing the police portal. First Public Relations Officer Frank Mba had on Friday informed that the portal for the recruitment process would begin today. And that's News Recap from Futa Radio 93.1 FM. Thank you for your time. Have a wonderful night. Catch up with the happenings of the day at 8 p.m. on News Recap. At 8 p.m. on News Recap. Every, every weekday, right here on Futa Radio 93.1 FM. Futa Radio 93.1 FM. Your love behind me like it be bowling. Yeah, we supposed to link up, but you be Johnson. 